You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. everyone welcome to a brand new show brought to you to the something good network uh history we forgot with christy and chris morrison uh we've been planning this show for quite a while we've done some dry runs a little bit here and there and trying to work out the kinks a little bit but uh we're really excited to bring this show to you because we you know we're both big history buffs uh, some of us teach it (laughs) yeah and some of us have a degree in it actually some of us are just fucking hillbillies when it comes to it and just know a lot about <laughs> fucked up shit. Um, but we, we've we been planning this show for a little while and we, me and you discuss history on the side all the time and, mm-hmm. you know, a big fun part of that, what would you do in that situation? Yes. You know, would you burn it all down? Because I fucking would. <laughs> burn it all down, start over. But, uh, but yeah, so we were, we were this is a brand new show where we kind of go into deep dives into historical matters, you know, cultural events that kind of shape the world we live in today. Uh, uh, for a little bit of background, you uh, you have a degree uh, in teaching. I have a uh, bachelor's degree in history. Uh, my focus is Jewish studies and the Holocaust, and my minor is English literature. Mm, gross. Um, <laughs> Shout out to UNC Wilmington. Go yeah. Seahawks. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, going into it a little bit, do you see that that is still... Even, even with the, I'm trying to word this the best way I can, the mm-hmm. limitations that are put in the story, in the in teaching of history in English, mm-hmm. do you think it's possible to still be dynamic in teaching these subjects with the kind of pervasive, you know, gateways you have to go through? One of the things I try to do, and, and this is just me, and this is with anything, I, I'm always fighting to get the kids to pay attention to anything mm-hmm. other than phones. And Snapchat, God forbid. Uh, so I am always fighting to try to make something as interesting as possible to hold attention. Mm. So I am the teacher at my school where everybody ends up staring at me at least once a month because I'm dressed in a costume. Or my kids are in the hallway because I won't let them in my room because we're doing an escape room. Yeah. Or uh, quite recently, they were all standing out in the hallway because they had to decide which trench they were going to go into because we did that for World War One. They uh, studied trench warfare. So they had to pick which trench they were going. Were they going into the German lines or the American lines? And then they had to write an accurate letter home saying what they could hear, what they could see, what they could smell. And then they had to figure out what rank they were, come up with names, and write a letter home. And then to make it not as dry and dull, they got to have a paper ball fight at the end. And they were asking me, they're like, how how do we get over there and fight on the other side? I'm like, well, the way trench warfare worked is you went up and over and you had to cross no man's land. So then before I even got that out of my mouth, I had kids climbing over desks. I'm like, oh, they're going to fall and get hurt. <laughs> I'm going to get sued by parents and I'm going to jail. But they, they still talk about it. And they had an absolute blast. So I'm always trying to find new ways to get them to do what I call out-of-desk activities mm. to make it interesting. 
That's you try, always, to, you try to make it active mm-hmm. as much as possible. Yeah, like, I think that was something we didn't have much in school. Yeah. Um, but then again, the technology isn't quite where it is right now. Mm-hmm. Anyone close. Yeah. Um, I remember, uh, you know, first days of high school, uh, not even English one, but grammar and composition was a class I took. And mm-hmm. learning about the Khmer Rouge on a fucking Oof. computer screen for the first time. And it wasn't even YouTube. Like, this was like pre-designed education no child left behind like computer stuff and i'm just like wow that 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 was wild to see and now i'm just like i could watch a 12 hour documentary like ken burns style documentary about this shit no problem for free yeah and i'm just like oh my god like i i would probably lose my fucking shit as a teacher these days because if i look down and someone's not paying attention nope nope i'm taking and throwing the trash it's it's hard. You got to compete with the phones, and you got to compete with YouTube, and because mm-hmm. they're starting to get back into the groove of things because they were home all this time, where they had constant access to everything. So, my personal idea is, if I can make myself look like a complete and total idiot, they'll be like, "Why is my teacher standing there, dressed in a uniform from eighteen twelve, wearing a top hat? Yeah. She looks like a complete fool. Maybe I should pay attention to what she's saying." And hey, I got you. <laughs> If, if I have to look like a moron to get you, at least I got your attention. And I think that's the, the fun thing we're going to have about the show is, you know, we're, we're going to be doing deep dives into not just certain events in history, but the surroundings that it, that it's born out of. Mm. Um, you know, we talk we talk a little bit about this uh, on some of our other episodes where you've guest starred on Triple uh, C mm-hmm. and Couch Potatoes where we talk about uh, like horror movies and stuff like that, but we talk about the historical aspects too. Mm. Uh, but with this would just be a, a historic podcast to begin with of just breaking down, you know, what's going on in society at the time. Mm-hmm. What are other things going on in, in the world as opposed to the America centric history we would be talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, you've recently um taught the harlem renaissance which mm-hmm. is a subject we'll be covering soon on the show uh, but what are what are the aspects of that compared to the rest of the country in like chicago cleveland los angeles and stuff like that mm-hmm. who are going through their own little renaissance as well yeah um but i think i think this would be kind of a fun intro episode just to kind of break down the stuff that we'll be talking about mm-hmm. in future episodes and how we'll be discussing it but also people listening can kind of hit us up in the discord and let us know that what are some events in history that you don't know much about that you would like us to cover yeah i think that'd be pretty pretty well done mm-hmm. um but as a teacher compared to you know me and you went to school during the bush years yes and the clinton years yes. so we we had two different designs of education oh very <laughs> uh, you had the clinton years which were very centric on literacy and stuff like that mm-hmm. and you had the Bush years where no child gets left behind and that monstrosity. <laughs> so how do you see it? Do you think that what you learned in school is comparable to what the kids learn today? They're like, when you were in history class, mm-hmm. did you learn the majority of what you know to teach these kids as well? Or did you think that outside interest kind of guided that? Honestly, it was more outside interest because most of the time when I was in high school, I was just trying to pass. Yeah. I was just trying to survive. There was so much other stuff going on outside of school, and I had 
three, four other classes I had to deal with too. And we're not even going to talk about the nightmare for everyone that is middle school. Middle school, you're just yeah. trying to live to tomorrow and you're not even worried about anything else. But for school, for high school era, it was just, I'm just trying to get through school, pass, get out, maybe go to college, maybe get a job, wasn't sure. And I had some great teachers, I had some scary teachers, and then I had some bad teachers. Um, I'm thankful to my great teachers because my great teachers made me the teacher that I am because I have snatched ideas from the good teachers I had and I use them almost every day. And because four years of theater has taught me anything. It's taught me that I will absolutely humiliate myself to bring other people a lesson, Mm. to bring other people into whatever it is I'm supposed to be teaching them. And my... Family history with with Papa John being in the uh, being in Germany during World War II and his interactions with the Holocaust led me to college, which led mm-hmm. me to my degree, which um, has led me to want to cover that more. And um, I'm actually really excited for this coming up school year because the Gisela Abramson Act passed, and now uh, every school is required to teach the Holocaust from sixth grade through high school, and that's history class and English class. They're all required to teach it, um, which I think is great. Yeah. And they're also coming out with lesson plans for those teachers, too. So it's not just going to be a, hey, you got to teach this. May the force be with you. No. It's, you got to teach this. Here's some ways you can do that where it's not as triggering, where you don't have to show them all the extremely gory photos. Yeah. You can make it a little easier to to digest, and it's not as triggering. And here's how you teach it to the the middle school kids versus the high school kids, and all that kind of thing. Now, aside from you know, we grew up learning about the Holocaust from sixth mm-hmm. grade all the way through senior year. Yes. Um, as opposed to that subject, do you think when you were in school that enough time was broken down to teach essential history? in the in the short in the you know the semester you had to take like so for example uh when i graduated high school you had to have world history uh civics and u.s history mm-hmm. um i imagine you had the same thing when you graduated because yep. you graduated before i did yep uh, uh th- for those who don't know i graduated in 2008 and you graduated in 2004 uh the john Kerry days <laughs> class of 2004 like never before i'll never forget yeah. that slogan uh 2008 <laughs> you're fucked <laughs> Enjoy the house you will never have. Uh, B Rock is going to be president. Enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Hope you like drones. <laughs> uh, that's because you graduated from West Iredell High School. Oh yeah, yeah. A more uh, let's see how the best way to say it? a more uh, cultured part of the county. Easy I will now. Sell that. Easy now. Oh no 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 no. I'll, 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 let me break this down for you. There are four parts to our county. Each one is equally shit. <laughs> But you, we have a, a avatar map of our county, which is like the Fire Nation on top. Which <laughs> is like the Rednecks. And then you had like the inner city school. Statesville High School. And then you had the kids in my school who were just like, everything sucks. Everyone's poor. Everything's and, on fire. And then you had the school to the south where everybody lived on the lake. So like the Water Nation. <laughs> so just to break it down, kind of like the dynamic from where the fuck we're from. But like that, that's what we grew up with. I remember hating people from like the North Coast because they were dumber and shit. <laughs> uh, 
but the good old days uh yeah the good old days when you could just call someone a fucking idiot to their face <laughs> and they couldn't do nothing because they didn't want to fight you yep not like today with the facebook and the instagrams the facebook <laughs> well like well going into that real quick like do you think with you know the advancements in like not just social media but having access to these things because i remember hearing about schools getting uh the Blackboard 2.0s, which mm-hmm. were the display blackboards that uh, basically sent emails of what was on the blackboard, like basically digital notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, do you think that with the advancement technology, it's easier to teach subjects now as more relatable to the kids? Like, I know you're very hands-on and very, uh, like you said, out-of-seat teaching, mm-hmm. but do you think that other teachers can be more enigmatic and use that technology to help make learning a little bit more actionable a lot of us use the technology um we have no tech days at my school because after covid they're like overwhelmed with the technology the kids are not the zoom (laughs) yes so one of the things that i'm thankful for is you have can things like canvas which Canvas is just like everything else that works when it wants to. But I do like the idea of you can post your assignments on there. And, like, if I have kids that are absent, they can catch up their work on there. And, you know, if you're going to be out of town, I can go ahead and post the stuff and you can do it when you can. Um, and then, you know, I, I swear by my projector because my projector posts the videos. It posts the notes I do, my slideshows and everything. And even when we did the trench warfare thing, I found, I did not know there was a market for such a thing. I found on a YouTube video, it was an eight hour run video of sleeping in a World War One trench. God, yeah, that sounds like some Kim Burns shit. It was awful. It was <laughs> nighttime and there were like little fires burning off in the distance and tracer rounds going off and you could just every random once in a while randomly you could hear bombs going off. In the distance, it sounds like an AMSR like sleep thing. It's what it was. Jesus Christ! And I'm like, who sleeps in this? But that's what I put up because I needed something for the sound, and I didn't want to put on like Saving Private Ryan or something. (laughs) And I'm like, the kids are going to look up and be like, what is this? And the kids, I just catch them every once in a while, just staring at the screen. Yeah, like it's that lo-fi study music. (laughs) Yeah, but I I use it quite a bit, but I also have my days where. I tell the kids, I'm like, you know what, we're just, we're not using the technology today. You guys are using paper, you're using pencils, you're going to get out of your desk and move around and do this, that, and the other. And then we have some teachers who, they live and die by the technology. Yeah. Um, I, I remember, I remember going to, like, I remember going to history class, and those mm-hmm. were always my favorite classes. Mm-hmm. That or science. Science was always fun because we had really good science teachers. We had mm-hmm. a science teacher who had dyslexia, and she would give us extra points if we could point out if she misspelled something. <laughs> Which was awesome because she fucking was terrible at spelling. <laughs> like, I think she spelled cloud with, like, two U's and an A one time. And no one said anything. I'm just like, what the fuck is a cumulus cloud? Like, <laughs> what the fuck is that? It's a Scottish cloud. <laughs> yeah. Very angry. But, like, going into history class was very fun for me because one of the things, you know, as you get older is, like, especially as a guy, I think this is, like, you put yourself on the fucking bus. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I remember my sister being drove to school, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm going to catch the bus. Mm-hmm. And one of those things I would do is wake up early and watch whatever was on TV, which was either VH1 mm-hmm. 
or Modern Marvels on History Channel. Yes. Which is always just something <laughs> fucking horrific because there's yes. always like chemical spills or nuclear accidents or some shit. Yeah. And I remember like going into history and being like, oh, cool, we're going to learn about this stuff. And it's just like, no, we're going to learn about the Ottoman Empire and the Byzantines. And I'm just like, this fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. But we had a we had a teacher from North Ireland who was an adjunct teacher who came mm-hmm. to our school and she taught for like two semesters and she was very active um, when it came to history and mm-hmm. her funny fucking accent was spot on because she's from Northern Ireland mm-hmm. and she went into like European history without the book mm-hmm. like she just straight went into it and like hey this happened this happened this happened and I remember you know. Kids, you know, kids are kids our age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll always remember the overhead projector. Yes. Which I don't think a teacher these days ever fucking uses one nowadays. I found plastic transparencies in a cabinet in my classroom on Friday. But couldn't find the projector, could you? No, they no. don't have any of those anymore. But I found those plastic transparencies, and I'm like, oh, my God. My kids didn't know what they were. I had to explain to them what they were and what they were for. And my kids are like, are you going to throw them away? I'm like, no, I don't know what to do with them. Because my kids are making dioramas hmm. for their final project in psychology. And I'm like, hey, you guys, try to use them if you can. If not, I, I guess I'm going to put them in the recycle because I don't know what else to do with them. Because we it's are plastic not. plastic sheets of paper. <laughs> we are not going backwards. <laughs> See, that's that's something I would do. I, just, I would just wheel that shit out. If I was a teacher, I swear to God. I mean, like, all right, kids, we've been watching YouTube. We've been watching these learned things. And it's like, all right. <laughs> and just start drawing stick figures and been like, this is... Jimmy U.S. Soldier, and this is him beheading a fucking Japanese general. And it's like, like this is how we're going to learn it today. I honestly believe those projectors could heat a small village. Oh, I remember I had to sit in front of one. Like our math teacher had one like propped up, mm-hmm. and she would sit between two aisles. Yep. And it was me and this girl Jacqueline. We were in the front, so she put the projector between the two of us. Mm-hmm. And we had the sidearm, the right-handed sidearm. So her hand was a little too close to the overhead. And, my, and I would lean forward all the time because I'm just, like, kind of looking up because my line of sight is just that teacher's, like, face. And I would have to, like, turn my head all the way to the other side to, mm-hmm. like, see what she's writing on the projector. And I remember just the heat coming off that fucking bulb and just, like, fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? Yeah. Really? And I, I, I remember those days were just... It was just like a teacher just sitting on her ass, just writing on the... All right, guys, this is how I write. Now, granted, it's fucking fantastic if you're trying to show a big thing, but like the invention of the projector, <laughs> the actual digital projector is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one that connects to the computer is exactly where it's at. <laughs> yeah, so like, I remember that those being the days, and I don't know if... You, you guys probably have to got rid of them now, but computer labs altogether have probably been annihilated. Mostly now what they do is if... Uh they have a lab at school. They call it an independent learning lab. Is it laptops? No, they have desktop computers too, but you can bring your laptop. <laughs> Just asinine. Just like, I'm going to sound like Hank Hill on this one. It sounds fucking asinine. Well, it's for the argument where, oh, I don't have my computer today, or my computer's dead. It doesn't work. Well, you got a desktop. No. You, you're going to learn today. Yep. Literally, like Cat Williams, you're going to mm. learn today. So, like, what are some, uh, you know, kind of standout moments, you know, as this bitch is being an intro episode, just talking about our histories in it. Were there any parts in English and history where kind of like stood out to you that the importance of the subject or an importance of a ish of an event in history that you really wanted to learn more about that just wasn't covered as much, or they probably didn't have time to cover at all? 
One of the things that always interested me, because English and history were my two favorite subjects. Well, I mean, theater, but mm. theater's not a subject. It's, an, it's a hobby. According to according to Iredell Statesville Schools, it's a hobby. Well, uh, real quick question. Did y'all have a careers class in uh, middle school or high school? No. We did. We had a career day where you could go around and meet people. No. We had a class called Careers mm-hmm. and where you would talk about different career possibilities. And this was in middle school. Mm-hmm. And they put they kind of tucked it away mm-hmm. in a weird little classroom that wasn't a classroom. It's like a storage thing for like the shop mm-hmm. teacher at one point. But the mm-hmm. shop got built bigger. So they just had this room. <laughs> I got told to my face the military wasn't a career. This lady looked at me. I told my dad that. He about lost his motherfucking mind. I bet so. And because I, I, didn't, I wasn't saying I was going to join the military. I just like that was, that was a career that was easy to study about and learn about. Yeah. But no. She shot me down like right before I turned it in. She's like, that's not a real career. And I was just like, neither is a fucking teacher, bitch. Like, you fucking vow of poverty, cunt. Like, like I just lost my shit. Because mm. like, I knew how poor these motherfuckers were. And it's always that way. But... I, I do commend you for taking the vow of poverty. <laughs> Me, however, I will continue to podcast and sell drugs. <laughs> but anyway, a fun thing that you learned in history <laughs> that you wish you learned more about. <laughs> oh, bless. I did not take a vow of poverty. Oh, there you go. Y'all got big money now, right? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about it. Yeah, North Carolina got the big money. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, that changed. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um... Since English and history were always my two powerful subjects and my favorites most of the time, the things that always matched up in both classes were always things that interested me. So, uh, the Holocaust always, because yeah. Papa John was in it, and I always felt like the teachers didn't talk enough about it. They always ended up doing it in a day. And then their argument was always, well, we don't want to tell you guys anything really graphic or anything really bad about it. And I'm like, and they'd always give you the biggest broad strokes and then move on. God, I, I feel like I was thrown through the fucking grizzly because, like, uh, every year I got heard, told the worst of the worst of what Nazis and, like, Americans had did during World War II. Like, I, I remember hearing those stories and, like, our teachers were just like, oh, no, they were grizzly fucking animals. They were savages from hell that needed to be put down and down. We got... This was a war. Bad things happen in a war. These were bad people. Six million people died. Moving on. Mm. Now, I, I gotta ask uh, your history teachers, were any of them coaches? <laughs> I will say that is the prevailing thing that coaches <laughs> teach for yeah. some fucking reason yeah. is history or gym. And you only need a handful of gym teachers. <laughs> I mean, you ain't wrong. But my English teacher in ninth grade got in a major amount of trouble because she covered the Holocaust. She read, we read Night. And after we finished reading Night, we watched Schindler's List. Um, not a family-friendly movie, if you're watching the whole thing uncut. She told the school that she had taped it off of television. You could still do that. Oh, I've been watching many TNT movies in school. (laughs) And it was cut up. It was not cut up. The only thing that was... This thing came from fucking Blockbuster, didn't it? (laughs) The only thing that was cut up was she stopped it during Ralph Finnis being naked. The rest of it, she played it straight through. So we saw everything that happened in this movie. And apparently somebody told somebody's parents. Ugh. She ended up getting suspended for a little while. And when she came back, she said, I don't know which one of you told, 
but I don't care because I don't regret it. She said, I had a nice vacation with my family and I'd do it again in a minute. And I remember sitting there listening to her say it and I'm like, I want to be that teacher. I want to be that teacher. But a lot of the stuff that I learned about was stuff that my teachers would like touch on and then I would want to read more about. Like, my teachers never wanted to talk about the Native Americans. Really? They always said stuff like, well, the Native Americans were were really, really bad when we first got here, and then we locked them all away on the reservations, and then we don't talk about them anymore. They were really, really bad when we got here. Yeah. That is a broad fucking term right there. Yep. Uh, mm, by God. And so I, I mean, like James Baldwin said, when you grow up watching... Um, Gary Cooper kill all these Indians and you're pulling for Gary Cooper <laughs> and then eventually you realize it's the other way around. So when I got older, I'm like, well, I hear all this stuff about Trail of Tears. What's that? Researched it and then I'm like... Hey, you got a $20 bill in your pocket? because <laughs> Yeah! <laughs> I'm like, why are we not reading about this? Why are we not telling the kids about this? So I told the kids about it. So it's it's little things like that that now is that sta- Now, is that standard, like... Was that a standard thing you had to teach? Was the trail of tears or no? Really, that's still not in there. So, what they did this year with the uh, history standards, North Carolina made the history standards extremely up to interpretation. <laughs> oh so, boy, I'm going to be a substitute teacher. Fuck podcasting. <laughs> so the idea is, you have standards that you have to teach. Okay. Um, and I'm not going to get them all right, but it's the idea that you have to say things like um, students will learn about a group so that it can foster empathy. Cherry pick your pick your term, pick your decade. Is that the word they use? Empathy. Yes. <laughs> pick your decade. Okay. <laughs> it could be anybody. You could teach about the Carmier Rouge. You could teach about the Trail of Tears. You could teach about the Holocaust. You can teach about all kinds of things. It doesn't give you specific times and dates and mm. times in history you have to teach. It gives you certain things, certain learning goals that have to be hit. It doesn't give you specific decades and times that have to be taught. So it's like a shotgun approach. Pretty much. Mm. So what you teach, the decades and such you teach, is entirely up to you. Because there are some teachers who don't teach it in order. They teach whatever they want to teach as far as time period. They can skip around and come back to and all that kind of thing. And then there are some like me, because I don't understand any other way to do it, is I teach it in order. It makes more sense that way. Because you can't teach World War II until you teach World War I. Doesn't make any sense. Not to me. So they want you to go down like a linear path? They don't tell you. Oh, that's good. <laughs> they give you the standards. They say, you have to teach to the standards. They don't care what you teach, as long as you teach history. All standards are just no practices, huh? <laughs> All standards, but no content. Oh, okay. See, like, we, I remember going into, like, world history freshman year mm-hmm. and learning about basically the, the cradle of fucking civilization mm-hmm. and then jumping from that to whatever civilization came after that mm-hmm. and then slowly building up week by week mm-hmm. until we got to you know the dynasties of china the 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 mongols the mm-hmm. 
Byzantines, the people of Jerusalem, the, the Romans, you know, all the way to the Gauls and the and the Spaniards, and you know what be, what became of medieval Europe, and like mm. we've got all the way into probably like the 1500s, like past the Renaissance era and stuff like that. So that's where we ended up. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting at that point and been like, "Wow, we got we covered a lot of stuff," mm-hmm. and like actually learning stuff. I think it's because of the teacher we had, but. uh because he was just a history teacher. He wasn't a coach or anything else. He had other things to worry about. Mm-hmm. But uh, I remember like going into that thinking, man, this is going to be a lot harder than it's going to be because the book is fucking big. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking the dumbest written book. <laughs> this, is, yeah. this is broad strokes. But I remember him being very hands-on learning about it, too. You know, talking about, hey, can you... Can you describe, you know, what are the difference between this empire and this one? How did this one fall? How did this one go? Mm-hmm. How did this one change and stuff like that? But when we got to U.S. history, we skimmed through so much. He showed us what the test was going to be the first day mm-hmm. at the end of the year. Yeah. He's like, the, the, his syllabus was like a word for word, each question, what was going to be on the end of grade test. And he's like, we're going to cover every fucking one of these. And I memorized it like the back of my hand. I could probably take that test today <laughs> and still make a 98 on the motherfucker. Yeah. But we we deep dived into authors mm-hmm. who were culturally relevant. You know, um, your uh, Harriet Beecher Stowe's, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, Carlton's and stuff like that. And all of these special things that kind of shaped what the America became. Mm-hmm. And... And then we did everything else. And he yeah. was one of those guys who would bring in like historical stuff. He he had the revolutionary outfit. He had the Confederate outfit and the and the Union outfit. He had uh, uh, musket balls from Shiloh. And, mm-hmm. uh, he got special permission to bring in a, a decommissioned rifle to like everybody look at, kind of see. He didn't couldn't touch it, but you could see it. He brought in uh, trench art. From War One, which was mm-hmm. giant German shells that were just crafted, and then we got to hold them. Actually, got to look at these things, and mm-hmm. I think because no technology was not there, there yeah. was no computer in his room except for his computer, which he turned off every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, he didn't use that in yeah. teaching, and I think I think that was kind of the best way to learn it at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, I can only fathom what what it's like to teach that or try to learn. Where you're trying to just get so much information, and if you're interested in the subject, I think the kids are a little bit more liberal on what they can do with it. Like, mm-hmm. I think I think they're a little bit more lucky with what they can do with the internet because yeah. back in the day, the internet wasn't what it is today. Not by long shot, but with the fascination of that's how I kind of became more well-rounded in history than I did in other subjects as opposed to like science and math because mm-hmm. I hated English. I spoke English. I had no reason to go to English. <laughs> like I, I spoke English very well. It was pretty good. I lost my accent and then I used the whole word like this <laughs> and I can hide my southern accent mm-hmm. <laughs> until I get angry. <laughs> now, I will say this real quick. Oh, Lord. Because we live in the South technically, Mm-hmm. Below the Mason Dixon, mm-hmm. I had went up north to see my cousins, mm-hmm. and I had made the joke: "Do you guys have to learn about the War of Northern Aggression?" <sighs> and my cousin looked at me and said, "What the fuck is that?" Like, 
literally said that because they they don't use that term at all. Yeah. Granted, we our teacher didn't say it like that to us. No. No. But we did hear it growing up. I've like, heard it a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. I've heard a couple of things a couple of times yeah. on how the South is tar- uh, taught in school. But, like, that right there was, like, the funniest fucking thing. And we'll talk about it more when we get done to that episode. <laughs> but, Oof. like, uh, but, yeah, like, uh, how there is not a standard to teach across the board mm-hmm. uh, U.S. history. Because mm-hmm. the South has taught U.S. history from a certain perspective after a certain point. Mm-hmm. And everywhere else is taught differently. Yes. And I think that's kind of fascinating uh, because it's still that way. Like, a lot of states have actually started cherry-picking how they teach, you know, the Civil War. I just watched a video, I think I told you about it, about how the Civil War is taught in Florida. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, get the fuck out of here, Gator. <laughs> like, Ugh. I I will say... Um, now, you said, uh, we had talked before, but uh, you had said that was like a required thing. It was the Civil War, right? Nope. No. So, I started my new semester at, at the big public school I work at now, coming from a much smaller school. And when I got told there were no requirements as to how to teach, what content to teach in U.S. history, as long as it was U.S. history, what order to go in, any of that stuff, I'm like, holy cats, this is too much too much freedom. I need some kind of guide, at least a little bit, Yeah. other than the standards. So I spoke to my mentor teacher, and he's like, well, here's what I did last semester. And he gave me the list, and I looked through it, and that I also got... Uh, PowerPoint slides and pacing guides from two other teachers. And we had one teacher at our school who did the Civil War and it took over three weeks to cover. Yeah. It's pretty simple. The North came down here and tried to take our rights. That's all it was. Everybody knows that. I can teach that in a day. Yeah, I can too. Hey, we finally figured out how to run this cotton gin. No, they can't have freedom. Tell them to come back. Yeah. That's how it happened. Uh, that's You're being light on the subject. Yeah. <laughs> States rights, my ass. States rights to do what? <laughs> to have slavery. Yeah, it's fun, ain't it? That's what <laughs> Texas looks like it does and Oklahoma looks like it does. Ugh. Anyway. But I looked at it and I'm going, I am not teaching the Civil War for three weeks. I'm going to lose my religion. I can't do it. So I went to the mentor teacher and I said, mentor teacher. Wonderful, nice, wonderful person, mentor, teacher. I can't teach the Civil War for three weeks. He said, I can't do that either. I've been teaching 20 years. He said, what do you want to do? I said, ask me again. He said, in a perfect world, how long are you going to teach the Civil War? I said, three days. He said, do it. I taught the Civil War in three days. Mm. And then I taught Reconstruction. Yeah. In three days. <laughs> See, like, if I was going to talk about, like, if I was going to do that, like, if I if I had, like, whatever amount of time you have with a, a group of students, mm-hmm. I think I could break it down in three weeks. Not a whole civil war in three weeks, but, like, hey, this is the lead up. Mm-hmm. This is what's going on. Second week, hey, this is what's happening. <laughs> this is how it happened. Mm-hmm. These are This is the aftermath. And then the second week is this is what happened from, you know, 1865 mm-hmm. to the turn of the century. I think mm-hmm. I, in three weeks I could get through that much subject matter but fucking a five year you know four year war you know in the span of three weeks is fucking ridiculous yeah well 
The kids laughed at me because they said, because apparently this had been a thing. I said, all right, you guys, this week we're going to learn about the Civil War. You should have heard the groans and the grunts. Oh, my God. Why are we going to learn about the Civil War? We know about the Civil War. We already live in the South. We know. I said, are y'all done? I said, we're going to cover the Civil War in three days. And they all looked at me and they said, how? I said, hold on to your seats. This is going to be quick. Yeah. We literally covered the Civil War in three days. We took, I, said, I think I, we took like two or three weeks yeah. in school. And then they loved when I did reconstruction. I said, all right, we have literally destroyed everything. Now we got to rebuild it. We're going to rebuild it in three days. Yeah. <laughs> I said, it took us three days to destroy everything. Now we're going to rebuild it in three days. Watch this. And we did. <laughs> See, I think a, a, a big gap that gets kind of thrown out in U.S. history because it's kind of like the lulling period mm-hmm. is like that time between like our seventh president, which is Andrew Jackson, all the way to like Millard Fillmore and like Buchanan, mm-hmm. who were just like no nothing presidents. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like Lincoln, and it's just like fuck, <laughs> like like we we skipped ahead a lot. You know, mm-hmm. we we blew through a shit ton of people from well, number seven to number sixteen. You know? Yeah, you have for each semester you have two nine weeks. You have two sets of nine weeks. I went through. The revolution, right before the revolution, to the end of World War Two and the atomic bomb, and hints of the Cold War in that time period. Okay. And that was with me messing around a lot in some side areas, like the Red Summer of 1919, uh, t- Trail of Tears, we took quite a bit of time for the Holocaust, because obviously, and... Um, we covered a lot of stuff about Carnegie, yeah, and all of those fools. You mean the mil- men that built America? Yeah, the crazy people that built America. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to do crazy shit to get it done. <laughs> but we we spent a lot of time covering that. And then what was really interesting is I'd be walking down the hall, and all the other teachers who teach history be like, "Where's your class at? Oh, we're getting ready to talk about Carnegie and." Him closing the uh, the bridge and everything. Already? Yeah. Yeah. We're still talking about reconstruction. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it seems like there's never enough time to cover time. Uh, yeah. So, like, uh, the idea of, like, spending a whole week on a four-year thing sounds kind of, you know, ridiculous. Yeah. I think... I remember like a novel version of this was a lot of this was taught in civics. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of this stuff was taught, you know, how did we get here? Well, people fought for this. People mm-hmm. did this. And I think that was a good way. I don't know if they still do it now. I don't know if they still do it. Do they still do civics in high school? Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's still active. Yeah. I piggybacked off of, uh, I had one of my students in my second block had a civics class and I actually asked her, I said, can I see your canvas page for your civics class? Just to roughly see what what you guys are covering, and that actually helped me cut my revolutionary unit short, because they were talking so much about the Declaration and all the documents and everything. I'm like, you know what, y'all are covering the documents and civics. I'm not rehashing the documents. So like the independent, uh, yeah, Declaration of Independence, Constitution, Thomas Paine, all that. Yeah, guys. I'm like, 
hey, y'all, they built these things. They wrote on them. They did that. If y'all want to know more about them, read about them on your own and go to civics class. We're going to talk about the people that built them. And we're going to talk about all the people that died for them building them. Now, i got to ask, uh, <laughs> did y'all watch a lot? Like, you talked about Schindler's List, but did y'all mm-hmm. watch any other movies for history? We watched a lot of... Or civics or whatever. We watched a lot of YouTube videos. Um, we did watch The Men That Built America. No, how about when you were in school? Oh, in school. Oh, I thought you were talking about, like, no, no, fuck my them. actual class. No, fuck them kids. They got all the resources in the world. They got, they got, <laughs> they got the fucking Nazi aliens that built the fucking pyramids. They got that shit. I don't give a fuck about them. I mean, you're yeah. not wrong. Oh, God, school. Watch movies all the time. Um, we watch, what did we watch in history class? So I had a teacher in uh, senior, uh, freshman year history class. We watched, uh, we were talking about the Scopes trial. Oh, yeah. So he got, I don't know how he did it. I guess he made a VCR tape. I don't remember. But I remember the TV was in there on the cart. When we came oh, in when, there. when the teacher came in, a little fucked up looking, and the cart came rolling in. Oh, someone had a good fucking Sunday night and came in there rolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Science the, teachers who were just lazy as fuck. We're watching Bill Nye or Magic School Bus. Yes. Every time. Kids don't know how ignorant we are because of the fucking yes. TV. <laughs> My God, Bill Nye teach you anything you need to know. Yeah. Because the teachers are on the sly. Yep. But uh, I've ever watched Magic School Bus. They made us watch Magic School Bus in like earth science in high school i'm just like i'm not gonna learn a fucking thing in here watching miss frizzle like i remember uh <laughs> watching uh god schoolhouse rock well yeah well that's educational magic school bus is okay but like in high school <laughs> you don't need to be watching fucking magic school bus you watch mm. that shit when you're like fucking 10 eh. unlike unlike the very educational captain planet yeah the classics never die yeah but we watched, uh, he made a tape, and it was all the best uh, closing arguments for movies. Oh, okay. Like Mr. Smith Goes to Washington type shit. Yep, that was in there. Uh, the closing argument from JFK was in there. Yeah. I, I got to say, like, we'll, we'll discuss it, because I've discussed it on the conspiracy podcast. Yeah. But I would love to do a historical deep dive on that piece of shit Kevin Costner plays. <laughs> he literally thinks homosexuals killed JFK. It Just is, one. It doesn't fucking matter. He thought it was a cabal, <laughs> which is not how you describe a group of homosexuals, which is called a puff. Hey. <laughs> Rude. He thought it was a cabal of homosexuals that killed the president. Rude. I love that. I do love that one scene in that movie. He's like, Honey, come to bed. I've been asleep for three years. <laughs> this is like, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> mm. But, yeah, you close it arguments, and it was a scope I mean, trial. Kevin, Kevin Costner did do a good job in the movie. Mm-hmm. He did. Uh, it was the scopes trial. Uh, he did the... Mr. Smith Goes to Washington was in there. JFK was in there. I remember watching all these closing arguments from all these different trials. And I remember I was so angry and I sat there with my hands crossed and he knew me by first name at that point he said why are you mad I said where's the time to kill (laughs) he said think very carefully about what he says in that closing argument you really think I could have put that in there so so I got a story (laughs) I got a story of all the movies and TV we watched in public school during the Bush years Mm mm-hmm what threw me the fuck off Uh-oh. was a TNT recording 
of a time to kill in <gasps> civics in full perpetuity from TNT. This was taped off the cable channel. And the girl next to me, who I had a crush on, <laughs> was a black girl. And we had a ball in this class. And he made the audacious statement at the end of the movie, because it took us three days to watch this. You know why we watched this movie? The NCAA championship was going on. <laughs> Your teacher was trying to check the scores or he was hungover? No, he had, both. A, he had a radio going by his desk of the actual games being played. We watched the NCAA championship day games in class. He was a coach. <laughs> I forget who fucking won the whole thing, but guess what? I remember a time to kill at the back of my fucking hand. <laughs> but we're sitting there listening to this guy, listening to one of the craziest fucking movies yes. ever made from a book. And... The scene. The oh. ending scene. And, like, it wasn't cut up that much. There was still, like, there was no beeping out of language. This was yeah. TNT, like, in the 90s recording. Like this is, Yeah, there wasn't much TNT would bleep. Yeah. And so... They might have bleeped the N-word. So <laughs> they, didn't, uh, they didn't censor uh, Kurtwood Smith... The Klansman in that movie, I know that. Uh, mm. So, because that got brought up during class. Whoa! Like, <laughs> yeah, this way. And, uh, like, that's the dad from that 70s show. Holy shit, he's an ass. But uh, we're watching that, and I'm thinking, how is this? Like, even, even I'm just like, this is not educational <laughs> at all. No, it's not. The, la- the, the, the courtroom dynamic is educational. Yes. But... Everything else. Everything else <laughs> is not because, like, mm-hmm. uh, you, you because you brought the scopes trial. Uh, the lawyer in the scopes trial mm-hmm. uh, became the defense attorney for Leopold and Loeb hmm. in real life, and that was fucking radioed out to everyone in America. Mm-hmm. That whole case, yeah. And so, like, as teaching that, I would have been like, this guy represented at two child murderers who. This was the first true crime court case ever given to the public on broad, broad spectrum, and how vicious it can be in a courtroom because people, like casual people, don't know how vicious it is in a courtroom mm-hmm. unless you actually sit. If you, if they, if I, if I could, I would take my whole class of civics kids, sit them down, and watch a jury selection, and that would scare them enough not to break the law because those twelve people they picked are going to fuck you. <laughs> And murder you. Yes. Did you steal a seven up? Oh, you're getting the chair. <laughs> because these twelve idiots are not your peers. No. They're fucking idiots. <laughs> but so we watched that whole movie and he had the gall. Because mm. the movie ended like halfway before class ended. And he said, and I was an asshole. No. He said does anybody have any things to say? Oh God, no, no, no! And I rose, I raised my hand, and this girl Natasha, she grabbed my fucking arm, and she's like, "Don't you fucking do it! Don't you fucking do it!" And I said, "I will feel bad for them two fellas at the beginning of the movie getting killed and whatnot." She fucking laughs, and that's all I wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, "You need to leave." <laughs> Jesus. 
But yeah, we watched that in civics. Oh and the God. NCAA championship. <laughs> but yeah, go Villanova. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I like, well, it was 2007. I'm trying to think who the fuck won the whole goddamn thing. Because we do. Because <laughs> it, it doesn't can't. make any sense why we had to watch it. Because it's like that. it was that third period class right after lunch. Oh, God. And like... We, we had trailers. We didn't have, you know, we weren't in the building because they were doing work. And mm-hmm. it was like all the windows are open. So it's a nice fucking spring day. And it's just like we're hang, basically hanging out on a porch. <laughs> yeah. like, because that's how it was in the trailers. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, man, I could be watching NASCAR at home, like with my dad <laughs> or some shit in the trailer. Like, <laughs> mm. that's what it was. That's, that's what Civics felt like. It felt like you were at home bullshitting with your dad, like yeah. just hanging out with the TV going and just having a drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, I didn't learn dick in civics. Like, I didn't. I, I already knew a lot of stuff mm-hmm. going into it. But, like, there is no point. There is no fucking point of watching that much fucking television and movies in school. God, we watched a ton of movies. We watched. All right, so. You, I know you, uh, you teach English as well. Mm-hmm. And there is a historic aspect to that because the books you read in English throughout the years from English 1, 2, 3, and 4 in high school are very culturally significant mm-hmm. in history. Yes. So you have your, you know, Bill Shakespeare and all that. Uh, <laughs> get your Bill Shakespeare, your Homers. Yes. Uh, your Homers, your Bill Shakespeare's, mm-hmm. and then you have your uh, your poets, your Edgar Allan Poe's and whatnot, mm-hmm. and then you have your Harlem Renaissance poets, uh, Langston Hughes. Um, uh, is it Neil Hurston? Yep. Yeah, and then you have your post post World War Two authors, your sci fi writers and stuff like mm-hmm. that that really perpetuate you know civil rights movement writers yeah yeah you got your orson wells or your wells your hg wells orson wells and you got um aldous huxley's and stuff like that and i remember us reading books in those classes and i'm just like i fucking hate all this (laughs) i can't stand being told what book to read like immediately i'm just like this book sucks (laughs) this book fucking sucks uh but by the time you hit like English three, that's when they actually have significance because it's good fiction. Mm-hmm. And then you have like that one true story book because we read night in English. Mm-hmm. We didn't read it in history or anything. We read it in English. Yeah, and I remember reading that book, and it wasn't like that was a, like a third Holocaust book I had read at that time mm-hmm. because in sixth grade we were we had to read a Holocaust book then too. It was Number of the Stars. Yeah. Um, and. But that was taught concurrently with English and history because your English teacher was also your history teacher. Mm-hmm. So she made you read that, and you had to like piggyback that onto the next class, mm-hmm. which was history. And I remember going through those classes and like, because it's like the first time you hear about the Holocaust, really mm-hmm. in North Carolina at least. Yeah, was like, fuck, like <laughs> it's fucking rough. Yeah. But I remember, like, by the time I hit, like, junior year, I'm just like, oh, it gets worse. Mm-hmm. Oh, Russia did some nasty shit. China did some nasty shit. You know? yeah. And you're hearing about all the other ones going on and, like, how bad history can really get through English. And yeah. I'm like, see, why can't you just make English fun like that? <laughs> Mike, got to tell me what the fuck an adjective is. I don't need to know that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Nobody cares what an adjective is. Adjectives are lame. <laughs> Adjectives are lame. Yeah, where's the, where's the schoolhouse rock? And then, like, man, fuck that bill, son. Like, <laughs> We're going to talk about a executive order. <laughs> so, I don't remember that episode of Schoolhouse Rock. So this I'm is, just an executive order. You will do what I say when I tell you to do it. This is how old I am. One of my history kids in my honors class said, I have a world geography quiz Hell yeah. that I have to take. 
and I'm terrified, and I don't know how to study it. World I'm geography? pulling up all these maps, and I have to be able to name all these countries, and I don't know what to do. I Any suppose. 90s kids out there, you're going to know what I said. Animaniacs. Oh, yeah. Wacka. Yeah, just Brazil. Uh, was United, United States, States, Canada, Canada Mexico, Mexico, Panama, Panama Haiti, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru, Republic, Dominican, Cuba, Caribbean, Greenland, El Salvador, too, Puerto Rico, Colombia, Venezuela, Honduras, Guyana, and still Guatemala, Bolivia, then Argentina, and Ecuador, Chile, Brazil, Costa Rica, Belize, Nicaragua, Bermuda. Yeah, so there's a song. But guess what? That song doesn't fucking matter anymore because you know why? Some of those aren't countries anymore because things change and more they say the same. Uh, when I left school, there were 202 countries. Uh, as the last I looked, it was 198 sovereign nations. So four just disappeared, which that's shocking. <laughs> like just, they didn't go anywhere. Say what you will. He said he looked up the video. He said it helped. <laughs> it helps. Yeah, it does. It does. He remember, said he made an A on the quiz. I'm like, hey, cool. I helped. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, the I, 90s still help. I was good at geography as a kid, but we didn't have that subject in school. We didn't have geography. Yeah. It was just part of history. It's just like, mm. hey, show me on a map where Nepal was because that's, that's the area we're going to be talking about for the next four hours. Yeah. So it was kind of rough back then because mm-hmm. I remember, did your teachers have like outdated source material? <laughs> so, because like, all right, so let me ask you this. So when you graduate in 2004, mm-hmm. history is, uh, U.S. history is going to be one of your last classes you got to take before you graduate. Mm-hmm. Do you remember where it stopped? Where the book stopped? And I know it's kind of a hard question because it's, you know, about, We never got to the end ago. of the book. Never got to, but like, do you remember like cracking up at the end of the book and be like, see what's at the end? No. I never tried to because I was always trying to pay attention to where we were and I was always reading my own stuff and doing my own thing anyway by then, especially senior year. Uh, 2008, uh, I looked at the U.S. history book and it ends at the tail end of the Clinton administration. That's how far it got. 1999. Columbine's admission at the very end. I know that the last textbook, last history. But that was 2008. Like, that was 2008. Yeah. So, 9-11 was still kind of fresh. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I know the last history textbook that I saw, because we, we don't have at the school I'm at. I know what? that the. <laughs> so, y'all don't have books? We do not have textbooks. Oh, God, what a time to be alive. You mean the only thing I got to take to public school now is a laptop and a gun? <laughs> Hell yeah. Stop it. So no textbook. No textbook. That's um, fucking fascinating. <laughs> the last history textbook I saw was at the smaller school I worked at, and it ended with 9-11. Mm. Oh, boy. Fucking Christ. Uh, my buddy, uh, his kids... <laughs> Uh, I, I cracked open their textbook one time uh, while they were still in high school. And this is probably about four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the uh, the first election of Barack Obama was listed. 2008. 2008 election was the probably the tail end, the opening salvo of the resurgence mm-hmm. in Iraq. Mm-hmm. was probably the tail end of U.S. history at the time. And the economic crisis was slightly mentioned because that was around the time of the election anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that was the, the tail end of their book. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, I graduated in 2008. And this was like a few years ago, too. It was just like 2016. Mm-hmm. Like, 
you only added seven years. Like <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> like that's not that's not good. <laughs> that's yeah. not good at all. Yeah. There's so much more stuff that you put in there, and I imagine there are some things where it's just like that we can get rid of. Mm-hmm. And not get rid of, but like blase through. Yeah. Like there, there are some things you kind of learn throughout your days in school, especially from like elementary through middle, mm-hmm. that you don't need to revamp yeah. again. Yeah. Like I kind of understand the Revolutionary War kind of thing. It's like mm-hmm. everyone's taught that in social studies in like fourth grade. It's like, hey, this is why we have the you know the holiday of Fourth of July. This is why we celebrate it. This is why we have this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. But I do. I have found that in the South. It is more pervasive to have alternative studies. Uh, I don't know if, if your school does it, but do they have an alternative history class they can take, like a Bible history they can take instead of U.S. history? Because that was a problem in my school because people weren't taking U.S. history. They were taking Bible history instead of U.S. history. I don't know if there's a Bible history. I think there might be. Or there was also alternative mathematics as well, which was you could take algebra one. Mm-hmm. Everyone took algebra one, everyone. Mm-hmm. But past that, they taught you geometry and then mm-hmm. algebra two. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, you need to learn algebra two before you do geometry. Mm-hmm. It just helps. Yeah. Uh, but instead of those, you could take tech math or technical mathematics, mm-hmm. which is algebra one advanced. And then you took technical mathematics two. And that was a way to get past, you know, the hardships of geometry and algebra too. But do they still available? Like, do they still do that? Like, graduating curriculum. Our school has AP classes, IB classes, and I know that we have uh, we have AP classes, IB classes, and I know that especially coming up this year, we're gonna have. Um, a Holocaust literature class, which I'm uh, our English teacher that specializes in the Holocaust is going to be teaching, but she asked me to help with some of the history aspects mm-hmm. of it, which I'm more than happy to do. Plus, she's she's cool people too. So yeah, and you know, people are listening. The reason I bring these things up is because this is how some of the things we're going to be bringing up during our uh, research episodes, mm-hmm. uh, especially you know, how do we teach? How do you know teachers now, mm-hmm. being you? Uh, go about teaching these subjects to two kids mm. going through the high school experience now as compared to the way we learn them yeah because the way we learn stuff is a little <laughs> is barbaric and stone age flintstones compared to these fucking jets and kids bill nye the science guy racist <laughs> <laughs> never yeah i so say like never. yeah bill they got, can do no wrong those kids got neil degrasse tyson and his fear of water towers <laughs> Yeah, so like it, it, I'm kind of excited about doing this because mm-hmm. it kind of lets me let us lets us go back mm-hmm. and kind of talk about how we learn these things and how much difference and like you know the more information kind of going into um, you know how much more information do we have now mm-hmm. compared to what we had back then? Yeah, you know, uh, you know there more there's a little bit more dynamism. You know when we're getting more. Today, there is a little bit more diversity when you're t- talking about history because now mm-hmm. we get the point of view of others who either survived those events or records of those events that are mm-hmm. now just now coming to light. Yeah. Um, now, you had brought up in the beginning that uh, part of your degree was in the Holocaust studies. Uh, do you think that it's fairly approached here in North Carolina? 
the study of the Holocaust compared to like when we learned it as kids? I will say yes, because, um, and this is a, this, this can kind of be considered a shout out and I'll take it if anybody cares. Um, the North Carolina Council on the Holocaust, we're the only state that has that. Yeah. Um, no other state has their own council on the Holocaust. And if they do, they modeled it after our state because our state was the first to start it. That's why the Gisela Abramson Act came from North Carolina and it's passed here first. Um, I will say, like, I'm, I'm proud of my state. Mm -hmm. There are bad things. Uh, with every, that's with anywhere. With any state. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, compared to the rest of the... Uh, other southern states mm. i think we're doing pretty good like <laughs> compared to the rest of these uh, mississippis yeah. and arkansas and whatnot and floridas um but you know that, that they'll be underwater in no time <laughs> and the last and the last day last bastion of hope is the tower in disney world <laughs> but uh before they evacuate and move to another state <laughs> <laughs> Which I think was going to be fucking cool if they do. Oh, no. Can you imagine if they moved to Disney World? <laughs> oh, God. I can't imagine Disney World somewhere else. Could you imagine it in, like... Greensboro? Wyoming? No, 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 no. I'm talking about a state that matters. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Wyoming don't fucking matter. I was just trying to imagine it in, like, one of the square states. Oh, like Colorado? Yeah. Or Utah? Mm. Nope. Can't drink. Can't drink. You can't have fun drinking in Utah. Yep. Those Mormons would have Mickey Mouse having, like, 14 minis. On each arm, and just like fucking rat packs everywhere. Like yeah, but see, if they bring it here, then you're going to have to have moonshine Hell in yeah. places you can drink around the world. <laughs> They'll bring back the hillbillies for the fucking, uh, <laughs> and those crows. Oh, God, no. 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 You don't miss the racist no, crows. No, we can't have that. No. Yeah. Oh, they'll bring them back in a heartbeat. No. They'll put that motherfucker in, like, Lumberton. I had, to, <laughs> I had to teach my kids about that. They had no idea. What, with racist crows at yes. Disney? Yes. Oh, my God, that's fun. I ruined all the Disney movies for them in psychology class. Yeah. They're like, what's wrong with the crows? I'm like, guys, listen to how they talk. Look at how they're dressed. I want look you to look up walk. a character called Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Let's not. Let's not. Talk about Jar Jar Binks. But yeah, folks, we hope you enjoyed this intro episode. Uh, we are excited. We, we will be doing uh, uh, decade looks, uh, uh, roaring 20s, the shitty 30s, the bombastic <laughs> 40s, and whatnot. Uh, but like, we'll be doing uh, special niche episodes about certain cultural events and just events in general, not for just like, the United States, but overall. Uh -huh. uh, like I said, you know, Christy has a background in history as a teacher and mm -hmm. someone with a degree that matters uh, as opposed to me who is a uh, back porch historian <laughs> with a degree I might add oh I don't have a degree I thought you had an associates no all I got is a fucking license to marry people <laughs> <laughs> hey that's more than I have hey that works <laughs> I just have a license to drive a car <laughs> but I got mine for a very bad reason because the gays were allowed to get married I'm like they have $25 <laughs> and their money's leafy and green so I will take their money <laughs> so uh, yeah, folks, just let us know uh, what you think of the episode. Uh, follow us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, check out the other great shows on Something Good for uh, Something Good Network. Um, again, with uh, Alex Stiff, David Weimer, we're for the Something Good for You uh, new reboot episodes. Uh, check out the Couch Potatoes with me and Alex Stiff, uh, and all the other shows we have. Cryptic Conspiracy Cult. We'll have a new episode coming out, depending on when this comes out, with uh, Christy Phillips. Yep. Uh, talking about cults and whatnot. 
Uh, Where we may or may not get into an argument about Midsummer. Maybe. Uh, we did. But, yeah, just let us know. Uh, hit that like button and follow us uh, every once, uh, every while. Uh, this will be a bi-monthly episode, uh, episodic thing. Uh, every two weeks, we'll try to get an episode out to you. Um, hit us up in the Discord, a new category we built. Uh, shout out to any new listeners listening to this. Just let us know how you feel, how you like it. Um, we appreciate any kind of feedback, and uh, thanks for listening. Thank you so much. Bye.